in five, four, three, two, one, go. We are not catfishing cornbread. This, this is, is catfishing, catfishing cornbread. cornbread. Hello, everybody. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Catfish and Cornbread. Uh, the Chauvin verdict came in, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interesting story about that, too. So uh-huh. that the verdict was uh, rendered on Tuesday, right? It was Tuesday. Uh, I think so, yeah. It was Tuesday, because I was in Maki um, getting some gyoza and some more sushi and some stuff. But when I walked into the restaurant... There were very few people in there, but everyone was glued to their television waiting for the verdict. But these were all white people. (laughs) And they were talking amongst themselves, not saying anything like derogatory, demeaning, negative. They were just, you know, talking about what they hope the outcome is, Mm -hmm. which is fine. When I, and they were all at the bar area, because that's where you get your takeout food from or pick it up. When I walked in, Clay... Like complete the record scratch silence. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm gonna have to like break the ice in here again because I don't want them to feel like I don't know that they were fearful, but more of a hesitation of we should probably stop conversing now because there's this black man in here wow. who you know the George mm-hmm. Floyd case. And so I looked over and I was like, listen, you can continue to converse amongst yourself like. I'm literally waiting to hear the verdict just like you are. Normally, I would have done that in the comfort of my home, but I think my food is ready, so (laughs) I'm just going to watch. And so this one white gentleman, he was just like, you know, thank you for saying that because I don't know how to – he says, sometimes I feel like I have to tiptoe around African Americans when really I stand with you. I just don't know how to, like – be an advocate in terms of my life and knowing what to say. So that's why I became silent. Mm. And I said, well, I appreciate you being able to voice your concerns and opinions. And I think more than anything, I think that's the part where it's foundational is that being able to just share that with someone who may or may not be like-minded, but willing enough to have the conversation. So um, Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it's... That was pretty cool. I just wish people wouldn't be so scared. I I know... Well, I mean, I think I understand where it comes from, but, I mean, people got to stop being afraid to say how you feel. I mean, you know, if you're honest... I mean, it's not like we're... All of us make mistakes or whatever, but I don't like to hear people say they're afraid or they tiptoe because I think that creates more problems in the long run than it doesn't if you just say, hey, man, this is what I think. (laughs) Um, Now... If I need to learn something, then somebody needs to teach me. You know what I mean? Right. But, but anyway, but I, I, I struggled with this one, man, because I um I don't know, um, and I thought about it over and over and over as far as how things go, kind of from my vantage point. And I, I guess I just come to the con- conclusion that it's another example of how this world forces you into two boxes. And I think I took debate a little bit on this one, and I was hopefully I was able to, I, or I believe I sniffed it out in time, but um. I said it this way. This is the way I'll say it. Um, is police brutality bad? I don't know anybody that would say, no, that's not bad. Everybody would say, yes, that's bad. Um, is the fact that a man died in police custody, is that bad? Oh, yeah, that's bad. Um, 
is passing counterfeit money bad? Well, yeah. Is, uh, having too many drugs in your system bad? Yeah, that's probably bad. Is resisting arrest? Yeah, that's bad. I don't know. I don't know exactly when we got to a point where we couldn't walk and chew gum with all that stuff at the same time. But I feel like that's what's happened. And I think what's happened is, and this is what I've, I've had a conversation about it, and I, I think about it. And it's like, listen, if that man, which it seems like what has happened based on this trial and the verdict, if he kneeled on, on, on a man's neck until he went unconscious, I mean, you got to know that. And like when I, I watched a little bit of the trial because I wanted to know, like I didn't, I, I really wanted to understand if this was, if this is what happens. And when you start seeing him laying there and there's people like, hey man, should we get him back to prone? Which what seemed to me is like their recovery position. Like, hey, it's like everybody understood this guy's unconscious right. and he's still sitting there on his neck. He can't do that. I mean, the minute he does that, I mean, that, that, that puts him, he's doing something else there. You know what I mean? So um, I, I'm always skeptical because it seems like, Every, a lot of people wanted to jump to his defense. And they say things like back the blue, which I don't want to act like I don't back police officers. I mean, there's a lot of police officers I know and like and care yeah. about. Different, but I don't back all of them because I know amongst, just if you play the odds of the numbers, there's bad guys mixed in them with them too. Um, but it seemed like in this whole argument that you couldn't say, and maybe this is what that guy was meaning when he said tiptoe. If you said, hey, look, man, a lot of drugs in the system, all right, um, then that meant that you supported Chauvin. Um, and if you said, hey, man, cops can't kneel on somebody's neck till after they're unconscious. I mean, they can't just keep kneeling their neck. That meant that you supported uh, the Floyd side of the argument. And I'm just going, man, until I think until we can get over that. And I, I really understand it. I think I understand it better now through this whole thing. And this is what I, I had a conversation with one of my family members. And I said, hey, all right. We've got to start recognizing, I think, how the, how the world operates. You can't, in, in a utopian land, we can have this, like, perfect idea of everything that goes on. But the problem is that's not real world. And so, like, if you're going to make a decision, like, where you're going out to eat, let's say you're going to go out to eat, how do you, how do you make that decision? Uh, what I'm craving. What you want? Yeah. Kind of what, what circumstances you're in right now. Yeah, if I want right. to drive or if I want to walk in my case. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. right. Um, and then uh, and then you probably take in places you've been before. Right. Right, past experience. All right. Now, I don't know. I think that's human nature. Okay. I think that's human nature. We observe the circumstances that we have. So circumstances, circumstances observation, and past experience is how we make a decision. I don't think that's foolish. I think that's wise. Now, I expect police officers to have those same things. And I also, even though it's a cold, hard fact that a lot of these guys are interacting, um, I would say disproportionately with people who are black. Okay. So they got all this stuff going on in their head, which I don't think is necessarily wrong. I would call it wise. Look, he's got to make this. He's got to protect himself. He's got to make decision. He can to make it. Um, and so it just, it just bothers me. You know, when I say, okay, man, we understand what this is. Everybody needs to understand this scenario. And let's try to do what we can do to move, you know, recognize it for what it is. Hey, man, this is what it is. All right. Now, when we figure out what, what's going on, let's fix it and move forward. And I just think, like, this whole thing, man, looking back on it, I was like, man, there's not many people working to do that. There's a lot of people working to say, hey, this is the way the world is and it's wrong. And there's a lot of people saying, no, you got to support these guys blindly. And I'm going, I just don't think that's... I don't even know if that makes any sense, but I just don't, it just bothers me when I think about it because I don't want to, look, when you make decisions based on past experience, you can be dead wrong. Like if you like seafood and you go to a place to eat 
and it's because it's seafood. They could have crappy seafood. You know what I mean? Right. You can be dead wrong. And, and I think to ignore that the problems that come off with basing your ideas on the observation, circumstance, and past experience, I think to ignore that how that can create problems is, is foolish. I mean, that's going to create a bunch of problems because you're going to run into somebody who looks like somebody you had to arrest last night who you don't have to arrest now, but you're looking at it through that same lens. To ignore that that doesn't create some bias or some type of principle thinking in, in, that, in that person is wrong. Um, but to ignore that that's not the best way to do it's wrong too, I think. And so it's like, well, we got, it, we got, we got ourselves in a little, in a, in a very sticky, precarious situation here. Um, and I just, I, I just wish that one of these circumstances um, would come through and hopefully help that. I don't think none of them do. I just don't. I, I, I just like, man, I just, it's like. You don't think any of them do because it's like you said at the beginning, we're forced to take a stance. Yeah, well, because side. if I say, look, man, like, well, well, I think, and I think it's, and I think people have the right to think, however, don't misunderstand me. But if I say, look, man, George Floyd had three times the legal level of fill in his system. Um, he wasn't. He was resisting arrest by the words of the people that was with him. He kicked a police officer. I, I, I say that, and it's like, yeah, he don't deserve to die. I agree. He don't. But those are the circumstances that those cops are in that time, right? And it's problematic because now they've got a person that's bigger than them that's in custody and all that. And, and everybody thinks, well, you're giving the cops an excuse. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I, I, listen, if those guys did it, they stood trial, and they got. Uh, if that guy did it, he stood trying to get done. I say if he did it, it seems like. I mean, I, I say that because I wasn't there. But he kneeled on that guy's neck, it seems like, till he's unconscious. That is wrong. I can say that guy's wrong for doing that. And I can also say uh, these things probably shouldn't happen either. Now, because what I want, Clay Wiles wants, is for nobody else to have to go through this. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'm, not, I'm not saying he deserved to die because he passed the counterfeit $20 bill because I don't believe that for one second. I don't think he deserved to die because he kicked a police officer because I don't believe that for one second. I don't think he did anything that caused him to deserve to die. All right? I think he just did some things wrong and it caused the interaction. All right? And I'm not justifying. That's not a justification of anything that Chauvin did because, if, because like I said, it looks like that man kneeled on his neck and he went unconscious. And, and if he did that for longer than about two seconds – then yes, they should have charged him. And I don't understand why that's so hard for people to grasp. Because I, I think it's hard for people to grasp because people who would side with the phrase back the blue, it probably comes across as them admitting, or not shouldn't even say it, admitting it, but accepting defeat to a certain degree but also having to recognize and focus on there is a real problem. And I, and I don't disagree with anything that you said, but where, what I would add to that is when you talked about the interaction or the predicament that the police officers were in in that case, uh, it's when I would say it's why I think that police officers need better training. Oh, but I agree. I think yeah. that firefighters, I think, I think police officers have the least amount of training in terms of people's careers and jobs, mm. and they have the freedom of operating weapons with yeah. very little training. And that, to me, is a huge problem. Yeah, I you don't know? know how much training they get. I mean, it seems like they do a lot. They certainly brought a training person in, and, and they basically said, this guy was not trained to do this. 
Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why it led to this conviction. I just don't, like, I, I would say standing, I, I don't understand how we became a group of people who can't say police brutalizing people, or, or, or if you don't even want to call it that. All right, let's say, let's say you want to give the guy a pass for some reason. Don't say, we well, don't want to call it brutal. I don't know why you would want to do that, but let's say you just switch one to do. Let's, where, how did we get to a place where a man dying in, in police custody, right? Um, and two medical experts saying point blank that it was because of what the pressure was put on his, his neck and back from, from the officer. Um, how did we get to a place where we can't say, hey, man, we don't, we don't want that to happen? Like, I don't, we don't want that to happen. Pride. Well, I don't. I don't. If either. you yeah. if you are an individual who's all about one hundred percent back the blue, back the blue, back the blue, you are going to justify those police actions until the day that you die. Yeah. So I it mean, becomes more of a pride issue I, because I would say, like, let's remove for hypothetical reasons. Let's remove the fact that it's a police officer. Let's remove the fact the fact that George Floyd was a black man, is a black man. Let's remove those things mm-hmm. and just put two people there. That still is absolutely wrong. Yeah, that's what I said. But when you look through the lens of uh, lenses that are a bit political, racial, judgmental, uh, then you get, you're you almost, like you said, forced to pick a side, and mm-hmm. it causes people to not think rationally. And that's what I, and that's what, and that leads me to the other thing too, is like we also, Logical people, how did we get to a place where you can say, look, man, three times you fit the amount of fentanyl in your system, legal amount of fentanyl in your system. All right, that's not that's not okay. Like, I mean, kicking a police officer, that's not okay. Um, you know, and, and so what it seems like is it seems like a justification argument. Yeah, you gotta look at the fact he yeah, he kicked him, but he didn't deserve to die for that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. And I think some people are. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah, they, they are, and that's fine, yeah. you know. And I can tell them, hey, look, hey, jackass, uh, you, you put your knee on somebody's neck till they go unconscious. You need to know that they're unconscious if you're a police officer. You know, you need right. to do something to help. You know what I mean? I mean, it just don't. It, and I just, I look at it and I go, man, I don't know how in the world. And so, it seems to me that 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 when I look at all these situations, like I said, all these things stack up. There's no good here. Yet there's a large amount of people who want to jump to a side and fight. And I'm going. Why would you stand and fight for something that's not a whole lot of good? We can sit here and say, look, this is what's going on. We can say, this is unjust, absolutely. But I do not, I do not get um, supporting somebody like Derek Chauvin. I, I think that they're, the situation, horrific, wrong. I, you know, like I was pleased with the verdict. Um, I think that if there's good to be found in this situation, I think it comes from the living, like me and you and our families and our friends. And it comes from the conversation of what happened to George Floyd in spite of kicking the police officer, having so much drugs into his system. Um, I think that logical people who are reasoning and understand the roles of law enforcement would say that that was wrong. Yeah. I mean, not have to die. I mean, I don't. But in order for there to be growth, progression, um, continued justice, it requires people who are living 
to make a change in their communities. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really have a hard time believing that people care that much. I think that people love to have the conversation mm -hmm. because they want something to talk about. Yeah. And maybe for some people, it's a source of entertainment. Um, to me, it becomes personal because I've said this to you before. You know, I it's no secret to people who are close to me that I am fearful mm -hmm. of being pulled over. And I, I have, I know some wonderful police officers. Mm -hmm. I know some wonderful white mm -hmm. police officers who are excellent people. They're excellent at their jobs. And I, and I would call them if I needed anything, you know, yeah. but then there's always that one or that what if that plays in my mind, not from the police officer who I'm claiming to be wonderful and amazing. Yeah. But if I am in Greenville and I get pulled over, you know, like I, yeah, there, there, know, yeah. there is a fear that comes over my soul mm -hmm. that I can't even explain. And I, and I know that that fear is probably partially driven by the media. That's what I was about to sure. ask you. How much do you think One, that's driven? I, I definitely believe that. But I also believe that fear is driven by personal experiences. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I say if there's something to be – uh, commended or if there's growth to be had, the growth is in the conversation that we're having. The growth is yeah. in the conversation that I feel like other people should have. And I think that what people do is that they justify not having the conversation because they don't know what to do. Yeah. But if you don't know anything else to do, you can ask a question. Well, that's what I was about to say. And you look at, you look at these guys. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to think, I don't want anybody to hear me and say, I don't think there's good out of a man who committed a crime being convicted. I'm definitely saying that. What I'm saying is, is I don't understand how people back that. And then I don't understand. I certainly can some can, can understand how somebody say, look, this man was treated unjustly. But I, I do kind of uh, agree with the Candace Owens sentiment that says, look, man, this guy's not a, he's not a hero. Okay. Now I'm not saying because he's not a hero, he deserved to die. And I think that's what a lot of people hear. Cause I'm not saying that. That is not what I'm saying. And I, I don't think that's uh, I think that's actually false. I'm saying uh, I'm saying I want to reduce these number of circumstances. Well, how do we do it? Well, we got to get people who are willing to knee on somebody's neck past the point of unconsciousness. Yeah. We got to get them out of there and we got to get people to not pass 20 counterfeit $20 bills and to not kick police officers. Now, no justification in either body's anybody's actions. And I just think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think I can sit here and say, no, this guy was not the best guy in the world. Obviously, you can tell by his past. That has nothing to do with that. That 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 plays no impact on his death because he was killed. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say illegally, but you understand what I'm trying Wrong, to say. Like, wrong, yeah, I would wrongfully, say wrongfully. Yeah, he was Absolutely. wrongfully killed. All right, and then, but I can sit here and say, man, you know. Man, you can't. You don't need to have three times legal fentanyl in your system. You don't need to do that. That's not good for you. It's not healthy. And I've seen people run experiments. There's one guy that actually let somebody kneel on his neck for that amount of time um, because there was a big argument. One of the things that I thought the reason why I thought he might get off for the murder too, and I think we talked about that originally. It's like when they charged him for the murder too. I thought they overcharged him. Um, now I'm not a lawyer, but I thought you had to prove intent with murder too. But there's like a there's like there's like a gross negligence clause in there too. So even if he didn't intend on killing him, he was so grossly negligent that it bumped it up. And I think that's where they got him. Um, but I was worried about that. But one of those people, they said, the, the defense lawyer asked, he said, hey, listen, if, if you'd have walked up on him and he'd have been dead and he'd have just had this amount of fentanyl in his system and you wouldn't have known this other stuff. 
She said, oh, I'd have rolled it an overdose. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you see what I mean? Yeah. So somebody who says, hey, man, the drugs may have killed him. I go, well, I understand your opinion. It's certainly founded in some sort of fact. The two experts up there didn't say that. They said that the compressions killed him. So you know you're going against those. And I don't think that's unreasonable to come to that conclusion. But I do think, like, if, if somebody says that, that automatically means that they support Chauvin. And I'm going, that's my next question. Do you think what that dude did was right? And it's like, and it took me a while to get there because I, I, I am traditionally wanted to, I, I, I wanna, I've told you before, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who don't commit crimes. All right. So, like, I don't think this thing is a, like, I think reasonable people pretty much think the same most of the time. They're going to have a few differences, you know, and they, those yeah. might be culturally or, or even uh, skin color based, but I bet they're not as much as we think they are. It's like uh, the shop owner, I don't know what he was. I don't know if he was white, Indian, black. I don't know anything about that, but he didn't want to get a $20 bill. You know what I mean? So I look, so I, yeah, I fake twenty dollars. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like I like to look at everybody here, not just not just the one. Um, but my next question is, do you think what he did was right? Was that right? That that this this guy died in custody. Um, there's already argument about how long it took him to call the cops, how long it took him to admit CPR. There's also things, and I think there's something else that needs to be mentioned about this whole thing is all them idiots sitting around screaming at the police officers didn't help the situation. They probably made it worse. And so I go, and that, and that puts me in a precarious situation because you don't want to sit there and watch that and do nothing, I guess, is what, what a lot of right. people are thinking. But at the same time, you know, either what our is, system works or not, you know. Yeah, what do you do if you're a bystander? And that's besides what, you. Well, I mean, I think. Because you're not going to go up. You're not going to approach the police officer. Well, I think you don't yell and scream. Because I think that's one of the things that they were, like, trying to argue in his defense, which is reasonable. Guys, I'm in a situation where I've got this guy who's fighting me, okay, now, he's down, and he's handcuffed, and he's down, and i got to make sure he stays here. And I also have a mob. So I can't stop and give CPR. I can't worry about all these things. I'm having to protect the area. And that was one of the things they argued. And I go, well, hey, yeah. And, and so, again, that's reasonable to me. I mean, I would think good police officers with a really bad guy would have to do that. Well, now, I, I, I guess that's where I would say we disagree. I I was just I am under the impression even though he was resisting arrest, once when I think about handcuffing someone like once the, they've been successfully handcuffed for the act of crime that was committed, I think at that point like I think about me being handcuffed. I'm a large black man. If my hands are behind my back and there's nothing I can do. I don't. I I feel defenseless. So, yeah. applying the pressure at that point to me is beyond atrocious and ridiculous. I understand, you know, acting off of emotions. Uh, I I I understand that, but I also am just like, look. Well, he he kicked him with his handcuffs on. Yeah, it was. I mean. I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not like trying to no, that's what make I'm light of the situation, but it's just like. No, I agree. He, the guy, I mean, what I'm saying, like, if you go back and watch the whole film from what I understand, and I feel like I've watched it all, but I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about because I may be wrong, and I'll admit that up front. But he, 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 they put him in the back of the car, and he said it was too hot, and they cut the air conditioning on. He said he, could, he, said he, said he, said he was struggling breathing, and then they rolled the window down. And he kept on fussing and fighting with them. And when they opened, when when they opened up the door to try to 
either a move him or adjust him, whatever. He kicked one of the officers, and that's when they pulled him out and, and restrained him. And at that point, that's when he said, I've ate too many drugs, and that's when they got on top of him, and that's when he started to scream, and I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and they were doing that. And he sat there on him, and they were trying to get him to calm down, and that's when the mob started. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying with a man's hand behind his back, he still can cause some damage to some police officers. And I agree with you. I thought the guy was – look, when he, when, when he went unconscious, he's not a threat to anybody at that point. You know what I mean? Everything can cease. You could take him out of the handcuffs, theoretically. I'm not always going to come to, and you're not going to want to do that. But when he become unconscious, I don't see any need in the world to be on his neck. You know what I mean? Because there, yeah. there's not one. And I don't care what – and I, I won't be moved on that. I don't know how – I don't know how you could – everybody said, well, he could come too. It's like, yeah. And then you could jump right back on him. He's laying face down and he just woke up from – you know what I mean? Um, but like I said, I'm not going to sit here and defend the actions of Derek, Derek Shaman I, or George Floyd because I don't think any of their actions were proper. Well, I, I don't think that there's enough proper action taking place in this whole, this whole thing to do that. And I, I think that I can do that as an subjective or a, an objective human being and look at it and say, hey, man, this guy's not a hero, and this guy was bad. And we can go, okay, that don't mean, because I think he wasn't a hero, don't mean I support that guy. I'm not, I'm not with that. And because I think that guy may have had some problems that he had to deal with and it wasn't good, I'm not supporting this guy. You know what I mean? I don't think who that's... Who, I mean, maybe I don't know this, but are do people consider George Floyd to be a hero? Yeah, I think a lot of people would say, like, I think he was, mm, I would say, I don't know about, maybe heroes are the use of the word. I just don't, I, I think people consider him to be a martyr. And when I think of martyrdom, I think like a hero. And I, I just don't, I think, I would answer that question, yes. I think people do. I think people portrayed him as a hero. They portrayed him as um, someone, you, you you have to take the circumstance. I mean, we said when we when we pick a when we pick a restaurant, we're going to take the circumstances we got into play. Yeah, and I feel like you have to do that. And I think to make him blameless, um, I, I think to make him blameless in his death, potentially because of the fentanyl and the way fentanyl slows your heart down, um, is dangerous. Just to openly blanketly say that. Now, the courts have ruled. I'm not saying the courts are wrong. Uh, I'm, but I am saying, like, I would say I would say this. The Eric Garner case, Eric Garner was selling uh, cigarettes illegally. He played no role in his death. He was breaking the law. That cop cho used a chokehold that's been banned in, in New York since 1993, choked him to death right there in front of everybody. He was not supposed to do it. He did it. It resulted in his death. Eric Garner had no, had zero role in his death. He was committing a crime. He had a role in the police interaction, but not in his death. Okay, um, George Floyd's situation does not seem that clear cut, clear cut to me. And I think people look at him on the same plane. You know what I mean? And I just go, I don't think it, I don't think that's accurate. And I don't think it's accurate because of these reasons. And that don't make uh, what I'm saying is is that don't. It, it, there's there's people out here who potentially maybe even listen to this. If that one woman listens to this, she'll she'll send in how I'm fragile and and um. Racist, you know what I mean? Um, and because I say, no, 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 dude, I'm just saying this. I'm saying I can say taking three times the legal amount of fentanyl is bad. I can say that. In this situation, I can still say that. And I can say police brutality is bad. 
And I don't have a problem doing that. And I don't understand why so many people do. I guess that's what it boils down to for me. Um, and I don't think, uh, certainly people are going to be bent to say, look, man, you know, death's a very serious thing. I'm not knocking that. I'm saying, you know, people going to want to, yeah, we don't need to be doing that to him because he's the one that died. And I got that. I got it. But I'm just saying, like, the, the way it seems like these lines are crossed, you can't do one. If you do one, then you're in the camp of the other. And I'm going, no, I'm doing both of them, and I'm in neither one of them's camp because uh, I agree with you 100%. You wouldn't say – I don't think you'd say a word about Derek Schaubman's treatment of George Floyd that I disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. And so I, I don't think that – I don't think that somebody – I, I got to be careful because these people get a little loony to me, but I don't say that like a reasonable person who said, no, I don't think he should have been charged with murder too. I don't think they would say a word about George Floyd's uh, behaviors that I didn't agree with unless they said for some reason he was deserving of what happened. I don't, I don't believe that at all, but he did do these things wrong, and we can say they're wrong is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not – I mean, doing drugs – is wrong, but I wouldn't ever, I think for me, I would never say that a person is bad. Oh, yeah, because no. Because they made a poor or bad decision. Um, I, I, well, we're not talking about doing drugs. I wouldn't, I don't even know. I mean, you got to be careful because fentanyl can be prescribed. So he could have been prescribed. Sure. You know what I mean? That's right. not bad. But doing three times the legal limit you're supposed to have in your system well, it's certainly not good. Let's say it that way. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, and that's what, and I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that's a bad action. Because I, I think, and you've probably said you probably hit on this, but I think people will take that reason and justify yeah, the police officers. That's exactly right. Uh, actions, and I think that that's just piss poor. It's piss poor. It's wrong, but it doesn't change the action. No. We can say that's still bad. And that's what I'm saying to you. So I guess I would say this to you. To my white friends out there who wonder how to have this conversation, don't justify his death by the drug use. All right? right. But at the same time, to all my black friends out there, don't think because somebody's pointing to the drug, drug use, don't excuse that behavior. Call it what it is. Yes, the dude did something he shouldn't have done. Now, that shouldn't have resulted in his death. And that's where, and, and I mean, when I, I've had this, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine. It's like, that's where we come to. It's like, man, should he, did he deserve to die? And if somebody looks at you and says yes, then you know we're on different grounds. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because it, it, I mean, And that's, that's where I am. Yeah. Like, I let's exactly. just cut the middle. Yeah, don't, don't do all that. And ask yeah. the question is, now, did, did he deserve to die? Yeah. And if we have questions, now, now, now if you want to have the question, well, what killed him? Okay. What killed him? We know somebody leaned on his neck for nine minutes. All right, we know that. We know that he had three times the mental fentanyl in him. If you want to say it's the fentanyl, that's fine. I, I, look, in my mind, I'm going, I don't know how you come to that conclusion because two experts got up there and point blank said, no, this was a homicide caused by asphyxiation. All right, now, if you want to say it contributed I would have to believe that's probably true, too. You can't tell me if I had an asthma attack and I was swimming, right, my asthma attack would probably contrib contribute to me drowning. But the reason right. why I'm dying, you know, it's like, so I get what you're saying. But at the same time, a guy that's overdosing still shouldn't be killed by the police. So that's, what I'm, that's my whole point. It drives me crazy. I'm like, man, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. And it don't have to turn into you're white and you think this way and you're black and you think this way. And if you allow people to feed that to you, you'll take the bait. And, and I just go, I'm not taking it. I'm not doing it anymore. 
And I, I mean, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. He's like, man, you know, you just sound, you just sound awful right when you're saying, hey, man, this guy's doing these things. You sound far, farther right than I think you understand. I said, I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care if it sounds far right or far left. I think it's correct. So that's what I'm going to say. And, and, and that's what bothers me. Like, like I said, I'm not I, – I, the guy committed a crime. He was charged and he was punished. Or he's going to be punished. I don't know exactly what the sentencing all that is. Um, I don't know how in your right mind you can put your knee on somebody's neck, feel them go unconscious, and just sit there. I don't know how long he did it, but it was obvious he did it because when he picked that guy up, that guy was – I mean, you've seen somebody has been knocked out. they just jello. Yeah. And when they picked him up, he was jello. All right. I don't know why anybody would want to justify eating a bunch of dope to get, keep, not get caught from the cops and not think that that could have a role in this. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think that's the right things to do. All right. I'm not saying the man deserved to die, but that is wrong. That's wrong behavior. And I'm not going to glorify that or I'm not going to sit here and say that there's, it's okay or that, you know, it's some kind of this man right here did this. Um, and that's the way I feel about it. So uh, bring on the racist chance. Well, I mean, not from you. I know you. I know you only do that when I'm not if around. If you have, any, <laughs> just kidding. If you have anything to say about Clay being racist or yeah, not, my racist, you can email us at catfishingcornbread34 at gmail.com. Oh, wow. I failed. Wow. I straight up failed. I cannot believe you chose. Let me tell you why that was. We're gonna have to cut this out too. You but chose not. Yeah, I failed. I didn't go in. I'm I sorry. I can't believe that. Yeah, let me tell you why. A lot of people are gonna say, "Oh yeah, you know, he's thinking his racist thoughts." No, the reason why I didn't is because I'm thinking is that we start to edit these things. We really need to cut those voiceover things in, and do like a little side commercial because. I, like, if we don't do it, like, every five minutes or so, it won't be in the edit when I get it in. So we're going to have to start shooting it in segments. This is things I'm learning about production uh -oh. as we go. But okay. I was thinking about that, and I just dropped the ball, and I apologize. It's okay, but if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, or even ideas for Clay and Chevalier, you can email us at catfishingcornbread34 at, at gmail.com. Gmail